0: Anonymous call a poison pen A brick in the small of the back again We're going to do a musical episode won't we? Vox All the So <laughs> Welcome to South London Hardcore I'm Joe McEnroy This is uh, Steve Walsh Hello Takes life at five times the average
1: speed How long is the runtime on that album? Because... Oh, we could sync it up perfectly, couldn't we? Like Wizard of Oz I just figure we've got to allow that much at least Because you're going to sing the whole thing at some point mm. And we've just seen to cut
0: Spring, Spring Hill Jim Wings and I Right, come on Steve. This isn't uh, Rush Home Hardcore, yeah? No. This is another episode on South West London. And I know you I got we got people in Richmond, yeah. People in Kew going, When are you coming to do some proper South West London? We're not in a hurry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at the moment we've done Brixton. You've heard that, you've loved that. That's Vauxhall. The fact that we're covering any of SW Postcodes, you know, terrifies me. If someone says to you, Vauxhall, your first thought is... The more you ignore me, the closer I (laughs) am. Yeah, no, when I was a kid, um, I would estimate that... uh, 55% of the music my dad plays was uh, Bob Dylan. And probably 30% of it was uh, Morrissey and the Smiths. And as an adult, listening to Morrissey independently... I don't think I'm, I'm yet to come across a lyric that I don't already know. <laughs> <It's all laughs> that is a brilliant grounding, isn't it? Yeah, a bit of diversity wouldn't have gone. It wouldn't, me,
1: but yeah. still, to be fair... Throw in would... a
0: bit of Bowie, you know, into, <laughs> uh, some Beatles. Yeah, brilliant, box and I? Really good, man. <laughs> Billy Burn, do you think you should... Uh... You know it, Steve, yeah? I was joking, but you are going to see how <laughs> I <want> At some <laughs> point, across the
1: whole thing. There'll be... We can do an edit where people can just, like, cut out... Just your bits and sync
0: it up and they'll have... Hmm. This is essentially bootlegging. Don't leave us in the dark. <laughs> it's a curious place, Vauxhall.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd never find myself... It's not just... You don't go there. I don't go there. There's nothing there for me to go to.
0: It's heavily residential for an area that's so central. You know, right, right there's a the Thames, but... I made the mistake once I went there with my mate Dan to watch, we thought we'd meet to watch Tottenham and it's quite convenient for both of us to get to Vauxhall because he lived in Ellsfield at the time and uh, I live in New Cross and we just, I was like let's meet there and we'll just start, we'll start walking down the main road and we were literally walking for 15 minutes and it's all there is is like there's a, um, some car showrooms and loads of houses and yeah. eventually you get to Stockwell and if you go in the other direction, you basically it's a sort of similar thing where you've got these kind of apartments, and then you eventually end up at St Thomas's Hospital. And I think it is—it's going back to something we've talked about before on
1: the show, where at one point being that close to the river wouldn't have been desirable, but then through a confluence of circumstances, Foxholes become a desirable
0: place to live. Yeah, but even even uh, with that, still a lot of. Um tenement buildings there That I mean you've got the kind of uh, place like the most famous one being St George's Wharf where uh, some politicians live. I can't remember who now there's a few isn't there yeah but yeah if you go up the road there's still a lot of stuff that's not really been developed and I suspect a lot of it is still council places you know just
1: to, to jump to politicians mm-hmm. moving in that was a key point in the history of the area where politicians realised it was convenient to get to Parliament, um, I mean, become... you look at
0: look out your front room window and you
1: can see Parliament. Yeah, it's it's a walk across the bridge to to get there, but um, it's so close to Parliament that it falls within uh, the wiring of Division Bell. Do you know the Division Bell? No. If I say Division Bell, you probably pink, think Pink Floyd. Mm, oh, I suppose I didn't. Yeah, know. Uh, the Division Bell is the bell that sounds in Parliament when there's a vote, and obviously the bell. Is heard within Parliament itself, uh, so that people in offices and canteens and whatnot can get to the chamber and and, and vote. Um, Famously, there's a couple of pubs very close to the House of Parliament that are wired up for the division bell as well. So people could be having a drink, hear the bell, and still get to... And Vauxhall is close enough to be wired up for the division bell, which is why it's so popular uh, with politicians. We get the name Vauxhall... Uh, from a mercenary in the thirteenth century. Which, as origins of place names go, is a pretty strong one, not it? Yes, good. One. If you want to be named after anything, you know, a thirteenth century mercenary. It's pretty good. He was the head of King John's mercenaries, and his name was Folks de Brute. Uh, he was a Norman, French, who married into uh you want to say an English family, but they were called the Redvers. They were possibly uh, Norman as well, but just uh, had come over before. But they were more established and had land in the Lambeth area. So, Folk's the Brute comes over, marries Margaret, the Redvers, and becomes part of the Redvers family, and is given land and builds a house on this land. The land becomes known as Folk's Hall, then becomes known as Fox Hall, and later becomes known as Vauxhall. Through misfortune, eventually folks end up backing the wrong side in a dispute between a couple of royals hmm. and is given the choice to be killed or be exiled and have his property stripped of him. He goes for exile because he's not silly. Uh, his wife, in the middle of this process, divorces him and gets the house back. So, I'd imagine, and as I, say, I I find it hard to sort of pinpoint the exact moment, but I'd imagine at that point she's probably changed her name to Foxhall. Because it's recognisable enough, but she's disassociating herself from this clown mm. who's uh, back the, the wrong side. So, folks goes back to uh, France and dies in 1226. Do you know how he died? How did he die? Poisoned fish. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if it was like deliberately poisoned or if he just had some bad fish, but. bit tough and immersed really you imagine the guys out there just fighting for a living in russia the word voxel which is spelled v-o-k-z-a-l means train station or central station and the rumor was or the urban legend was that either a russian uh, railway engineer or sar nicholas visited in the 1840s and was shown Vauxhall station and misunderstood when it was printed to him as Vauxhall. They thought Vauxhall was the name of the station. So then mm-hmm. took it back to Russia and named the central station in Moscow Vauxhall, thinking that that was the word for station. Oh. What is more likely is that the main station in Moscow served uh, local pleasure gardens. And Vauxhall in London became synonymous with a very large pleasure garden that was built off of the land that chain forks sold in the 1650s. So even to this day, if you go to Russia, everyone can learn one Russian word now, if you say Vauxhall,
0: people will direct you to the station. That's what the area is, really, in a way. This is the thing. Well, not the area, saying, but the kind of focus of it. It's, yeah. a, it's just, um, it's the second, well, I don't know if it still is, but it was the second busiest bus station In uh, London. The train and the tube, uh, both got kind of major lines on them. Uh, Train station opened 1848, Steve, got that written down. Tube station, 1971. And the new bus garage with the uh, claw hammer roof. (laughs) Photovoltaic uh, tiles all over it. I thought they were.
1: They had that photovoltaic look about them, didn't they?
0: does photovoltaic mean solar panels right I was going to say yeah yeah it's a really nice kind of uh, a lot of thought went into the space I was reading an article in the Guardian from when it opened in 2005 and uh, sort of every little inch of it it wasn't just this kind of stupid roof a lot of thought has gone into what the different bits on it mean and why it's streamlined and stuff which is not particularly interesting but just the whole you can kind of wherever you are you can see buses coming and stuff it's kind of it's really well laid out and it's in 2005 they were sort of putting it forward as this kind of blueprint for how other bus like sort of revamping bus garages across London because most of them are still very much Victorian buildings mostly
1: brick yeah not it's not particularly clear
0: I mean London London Bridge for example it's just ridiculous you can't work <laughs> out where, where your bus The buses two buses going in opposite directions but coming the same way down the road you Can't work out which, which 343 you should get on the first mention of the Pleasure Gardens
1: is from an entry in uh, Pepys's diaries in 1662. Uh, but they, yeah, they uh, become phenomenally successful. And as I say, synonymous with the very idea of Pleasure Gardens is, uh, you know, the word voxel. In 1786, at one point, there's a fancy dress party where 61,000 people are reported to be in attendance. And I mean, obviously... They're not doing a headcan, they've got turnstiles. No. We can't be sure, but... That's
0: the equivalent of like the Emirates on a Saturday. Yeah,
1: essentially, yeah. And I have no idea about the square footage of it, but you'd imagine uh, that's not a bad gathering, is it? In 1827, uh, it was large enough to host the reenactment of the Battle of Waterloo, uh, which featured a 1,000 uh, men in full uniform as the armies of both sides which obviously compared to the actual Battle of Waterloo
0: no but that's pretty incredible yeah though. yeah. what sort of people I mean obviously the middle classes would have been there yeah would it would have been your emergent would they have been afforded to go to Pleasure Gardens at all not really They. it would have been quite exclusive
1: um, at one point before you had uh, the bridge it was more or less uh, only accessible by boat so straight away that's going to uh, you know stop yeah, certain yeah. kinds of people going and then the fact that you know there would have been entry fee and the, the people and it also i'd imagine even if you did sort of you know save up for six months for a day at the pleasure gardens it'd be horrible because uh people would have just stared at you wouldn't they? yeah they wouldn't want you there would they? yeah um yeah it became known essentially as a place for this uh, but also for um a lot of romantic assignations people would basically go there for a smooch down the the old uh, flower gardens. The Dark Walks, they called them, where people would meet. And you imagine uh, it would be a useful spot for uh, extramarital affairs, isn't it? Don't call it a pleasure garden for nothing (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, um, it seems like it was mostly mismanagement rather than anything else. But you'd also have to say that the British climate isn't one where oh, yeah. pleasure gardens are necessarily <laughs> going to be a winner. It would have been a seasonal. How was as the best pleasure time. garden today, A little of rain. Yeah, and it closes in 1859. At this point, the area is becoming more residential. The bridge goes up in 1816. So at that point, the area generally becomes more accessible for residents more practical for residents and it's always the thing in and you know we're seeing a lot in London at the moment where buildings that were previously uh, banks and pubs and other things are even becoming Tesco metros or flats it's basically stack people in there or feed the people that have been stacked next to it the bridge goes up in 1816 and stays there until 1898. A new bridge goes up in 1906, which is five years over schedule, which is quite amazing. You always imagine at those times, you always hear stories of, because essentially, it's a time when health and safety isn't a major consideration.
0: No, there's no distractions, is there either? Yeah, this is it. No one's on their iPhone now. No, you just work until you die, <laughs> don't you? you can go home for the weekend. What's the point? Can't afford to go to the pleasure garden. Just get the bridge finished, Yeah. <laughs> The name Vauxhall, obviously, is uh, stuck on the front and back of uh, many people's cars. But the link to the area is quite, not tenuous, but short-lived. It was
1: short-lived, yeah, they didn't hang around.
0: Uh, 1857, Alex Wilson and Company, later known as Vauxhall Ironworks, they made pumps for marine engines, but eventually they sort of started making uh, horseless carriages or cars, as we call them, Steve. And, uh... That was in 1903, they started making making cars. 1905, they moved to Luton. <laughs> they spend 50 years there, sort of, uh, sh- not struggling along, but clearly
1: just sort of making a living, going, we'll just make these pumps. And then they finally hit on this thing and they go, we can make a
0: ton of money in We're well, not hanging around. No. Straight up to Luton. But they keep their name, though. And yep. the, uh, the company emblem is uh, Griffin, as you know, Steve, as you're well-versed in uh, mythical beasts. And uh, car badges. Two yeah, yeah two.
1: two two of my great loves. Still single.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was the coat of arms of the, the guy you mentioned earlier. Guy Folks to brut, brut yeah. yeah.
1: This guy who, let's be fair, didn't end up, you know, with you know, the greatest fate. He's exiled and dies from a poison fish. But there's something about the name and uh the insignia associated with him that's durable enough to hang around for the next sort of six, seven hundred years modern Vauxhall probably best known uh, for the the sort of the area within it known as Voho which is essentially a selection of gay clubs that is supposed to be sort of mirror of Soho but south of the river in Vauxhall so Voho um some great names for clubs well the Vauxhall Tavern is the
0: most famous Vauxhall is the most the famous the Royal Vauxhall Tavern Royal Vauxhall sorry.
1: Tavern yeah uh, area not a great name barcode not a great name chariot quite a good name yeah
0: that's the one under the arches isn't it one picture of a massive chariot on the side I'd imagine yeah, yeah. the coincidence it's is a spa uh... I think one of those gay spas
1: is it? I thought it was a club but... I want to take you to a gay spa <laughs> This uh, is going to be 15% tall. Mm. Uh, crash is another one. And it's quite interesting, I thought, with Chariots and Crash, you know, possibly echoing the Vauxhall motors. It's not, is it? <laughs> uh...
0: This will give you a chance to mention the sad news of the fort closing in uh isn't it, Steve? Yeah, we should probably take a moment to... Uh...
1: <laughs> we probably shouldn't, should we?
0: <laughs> if you were to pass Vauxhall going along the river... Yeah, the noticeable thing would be in my sex, wouldn't it? That massive Lego building. It is really odd. It is so strange, isn't it? That why would you make the headquarters of
1: Secret Service so distinctive and striking? Yeah. It's almost like I reckon, and I have no nothing whatsoever to back it up with. It's empty,
0: yeah.
1: and they're based in a warehouse further along because you can't you can't sort of go
0: this is definitely where we're doing all our espionage work it's literally the most conspicuous building in the in the yeah. world <laughs> good use of the word uh, literally there <laughs> it is though, it? It is its I mean I was prepared to go over you too.
1: you said the word but certainly along that stretch the of world the river, is not enough <laughs> if you if you
0: you know I'm can't uh, I about crashing a plane into it let's not do that uh, um, well no you had that um Situation. I mean, you know, people know where it is, so even if it didn't look ridiculous, people are going to know where MI6 is probably. But, we had wh- that, but that why would you? story, What was it about uh, maybe 12 or 13 years ago when the guy had a bazooka in the park yeah, and yeah. fired it into the side <laughs> of the building? How brilliant. could you resist? I mean, yeah. If you've got
1: a bazooka and you want to take, you know where to aim for. It's like the Pentagon in America. You can't, that can't be where they're doing all the work because it's such an obvious, they're well, someone you... literally comes to into it. Yeah. There. Because, which building do you want to go for? It's not one of those... Oh, it's one of many rectangles. It's the only pentagon. <laughs> They're giving you... Even if, you know, all you're recognising is geometric shapes, you can take out this building. And with uh, MI6, you don't need to, you know, I oh, just need to learn the contours of it. No, just uh, that one. The, big, the green and, and cream monstrosity on the river. Yeah, Bizarre. The,
0: the funny thing is, I mean... They're like, empty, both of them, i guarantee. I'm no architecture expert. But normally... If you see a major building, there are other buildings that at least look like it. Yeah. Like, that just looks like a kid's done a really bad Lego building. (laughs) Well, say, you know, just to use a a
1: comics reference, um, at some point in Batman's history, they came up with this great idea that if you had a guy that's going around dressed as Batman is, and he's got the symbol on his chest... He, the, they made it clear that he reinforces that particularly and essentially it's him trying to draw bullets towards the chest which is the most protective part of his body.
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: So, which is quite clever because otherwise it's a mad way to dress up, isn't it? Hmm. If, you, if you're going to be ch- taking on people with guns, you're sort of going, here's where my heart and lungs are. Yeah. Definitely Not aim for this tactical. and you'll probably kill me. But he's got a repressed place as so well. And this is the same with MI6 and the Pentagon. There's no way you're telling me that they're saying we're doing important work here. If
0: you want to cripple uh, our international mm, yeah. espionage. CTU is not based in there, is it? Nah. I don't like James Bond films. Trashy.
1: I'm indifferent. I'm one of those ones yeah. where I'm yeah, just sort of more like, like yeah. I watched them as a kid and like, I'd probably yeah.
0: watch them now. There's nothing to any of them, is there, really?
1: The last the last one I saw, what was the first Daniel Craig one? Casino Royale. I think it is, yeah. And I I still haven't seen it all the way through. I was around my friend's house a few years ago, Christmas Day, from Brian. Give him a shot. I don't think he even listens. Um and we turned the telly on on Christmas Day. On it was on like Sky Movies, and uh, all it was. Have you seen the film? Yeah, I saw it at cinema. James Bond tied to a chair.
0: Yeah, and the
1: bottom's gone out of the chair. So he's sitting on the frame of the chair, and uh, someone's basically whacking him in the nuts. Yeah, and he's laughing. And I was like, "What's this? The on at like 1.30 in the afternoon on Christmas Day?" And he went, "Oh, it's a Casino I went, This is a James Bond film,
0: where it's uh, a guy the- in a
1: wicker chair just getting his balls whacked."
0: Well, that was the kind of uh, the scene that um, sold the myth that ah, uh, this ain't like any other Bond film you've seen, right? That's what people are saying. This is not like. any oh, Bond film we have seen? It is, yeah. Right in the first scene, um, or the first couple of scenes, he comes across this like guy who's a free runner, and like Daniel Craig that's is awesome. kind of a, quite a bulky man, yeah. Yet this kind of sort of uh, spelt free runner who's sort of as good at, as good at it as anyone in the world, presumably, and that's why he got the role. He's like running up cranes and stuff, yeah. And he his equal. He catches he, him. Um, I think so. At least it keeps, sort of, up. It keeps up for a, <laughs> for five minutes, you know. And it's all like that. It's, it's exactly a James Bond film. James, James Bond just ditch it. Don't do a James Bond. Film. If you want to do a decent film, like where there's some kind of uh, interesting plot, or you know, you get rid of the cliches and the misogyny, don't do a James Bond film. Yeah, do a difference uh, Well, they, don't, they do. They
1: do. They uh, do. Born Supremacy now, don't they? Do the Bond films, which are essentially mm. that, but that like, it shows him getting bashed up, doesn't it? Which is essentially the big difference. This is the thing about the modern James Bond, isn't it? He sort of, like, will get a cut on his uh, brow and it's supposed to, like, humanise him. Whereas, obviously, before, Connery and Moore would, like, shrug off a grenade on it. And just sort of, yeah. like, you know, the hair's impeccable and a little cheeky... Oh, yeah, got no problem with all this. It's all n- nonsense and fine. But it just seemed really bizarre to me. It, the, the, the fact that it was any scene whatsoever on 1.30 on the afternoon on Christmas Day that was a man getting his balls whacked... And I was like, what's this? And he went, James Bond. I was like, this is a James Bond film. This is not... Because, you know, my noise James Bond film is, you know, lasers. Yeah, and I guess it is carrying on a fine tradition of uh, James Bond's Nadgers being
0: under constant threat in it. With the laser going up towards the... When I worked at Virgin Megastore, I must have taken home at least ten James Bond DVD box sets. Like without the DVDs, and so it's just the metal tin by itself. <laughs> and you just put them on eBay and get like seven or eight quid for them, man. It's brilliant. Empty boxes, yeah. And they didn't need them because they'd sold the DVDs already. Right, did all right, man. Kept me going for a little bit. Yeah. Who's buying empty boxes? MI6, eBay, weirdos, it? yeah, keep their uh, toenail clippers and whatever. <laughs> Obviously, that is James Bond's place of employment. MI6, Vauxhall, and one of my favourite sequences As I said they are rubbish James Bond films <laughs> but one of my favourite ever sequences is the beginning of the world is not enough where Pierce Brosnan the best James Bond there ever was I don't know I was watching it on YouTube and it's a, it's a long time since I've seen the film and I've got a little desire to watch the whole film again it's like
1: you your attitude to James Bond
0: films generally and this film specifically means
1: that when you say Pierce Brosnan's the best James Bond ever he's not gonna be going out no, Jack loves me no but it's like a like,
0: lot like what I was saying about Doctor Who He's quite good, David Tennant, as Doctor Who, and yeah. the new guy, Matt Smith.
1: Yeah. Matt but Smith It's still rubbish. For me Matt Smith's the best Doctor Who, because I haven't watched a lot of Doctor Who Yeah, they're it's both like really good. good as Doctor yeah. Who,
0: but like it's still rubbish, you <laughs> know. Um But Pierce Rogers is the best and this film's not a great but Yeah, so the scene, I don't know what happens before, but it's uh, Q, which I think might have been his last film. Maybe not, Wait, I right. should find out before I'm saying it. Because it's not ready, Bond or whatever. And um, James Bond... It's a good impression <laughs> for someone who's not a fan. This is the thing. Everything's
1: is into you being a fan. Um, and
0: basically, what happens is one of the panels on the side of uh, MY6 opens up and James Bond bursts out of it in a black speedboat, right? That sounds brilliant. What yeah, it's is great. This? this is well designed off. Brilliant. Um, the, uh, the open sequence is great. I'll put yeah. this on uh, the website. Oh, brilliant. So that's what I And he's chasing uh, a Bond girl. In, in another speedboat. And he's just whizzing down the Thames. And it it's a great, really nice camera angle where the camera's mounted on the front of the of his boat. And, I mean, I don't love the way it's all shot, but that bit's really nice. You know, it's just like, it's just like booming over the waves. You know, like when they put a, mount a camera on a boat. Yeah. And then the gas stationary and it's the sea that's moving. Yeah, Or the, yeah. whatever the water is. So, yeah, so it's just, it's very little sound. It's all um, the Bond theme and it's a really awful version of it. So he just whizzes, he whizzes down the is Thames. It's garbage.
1: Who was it? Someone who did like... I don't remember them There's some really obscure ones, isn't there? Some people, of... there are a couple in it where it's just like, this band, you know, it used to be like Shirley Bassey and it was like something for the ages hmm. and now it's just sort of like, a, yeah, they've had uh, two good singles. Give it to them.
0: Let's get Limp Bizkit to do the Mission Impossible theme. <laughs> How'd you get the Mission Impossible theme wrong? It's like <laughs> the greatest piece of music ever composed. <laughs> hey, Ring Fred Dunst. Is that his name? Dust. Whatever. Dunst works here. <laughs> um, so yeah, He's uh, he's on this uh, he, he's on this in the speedboat. At one point, he does a flip. Right? Assault. Whoa! What? That's disappointing. On the yeah. speedboat. Yeah, it kind of does. Um, uh, how would you describe what I'm doing with my hands? Steve?
1: <laughs> uh, it's not a cannonball. What's it called? But a, sort of a roll. There is a name for it. I know. Yeah.
0: What you mean. Um. Anyway.
1: But basically, the boat the boat spins.
0: Yeah, he goes through. He's going through these docks. Uh, he goes past Butler Wolf. Um, I suppose
1: like a victory roll, you'd call
0: it. He goes one, it's bit, he kind free. of it grazes another speedboat, right? That blows up, and the kind of <laughs> and the boathouse next to it. I don't know what's in there yet, yeah, but there's four explosions. Um, then uh, uh, just before that, the uh, he goes on the water in it, right? So it's basically a submarine as well. Yeah, and then he goes on land. It turns into a car. It turns into a car on land, right? He goes through like what I think is probably Billingsgate fish market. Yeah, if that's near the... isn't the ever Billingsgate? Yeah, all the fish markets are pretty
1: much. There is, um, there. Was, I think it, I don't know if it's been but there. Is certainly a fish market. Me and Joel went for a walk round there. Um, a few yeah, he ago.
0: sort of goes smash over. fish. Just going through at like fifty miles an hour. Yeah, like could blatantly kill someone. Right, license to kill. I suppose isn't it? <laughs> he's not interested. Goes for a restaurant. <laughs> um, oh, there's a great bit though, right? where he's, he's in? This like, sounds like all great bits. You know, like explain to me how he flips in the boat. Because you've skipped over that and I'd need to hear that in detail. I can't remember, man. He it's like kind of hits the side of a, a dock, I think. A jetty. And he, he hits he, like a jetty and it flips round. He doesn't flip in the boat.
1: The boat flips. The whole boat flips, yeah. Right, I thought the boat's going along perfectly yeah. normally and he jumps in there and does a flip and lands back in the boat. <laughs> I thought it was like someone, someone
0: threw like a shuriken in him or something. And he's great, it? By... Cause he's such it? Because like, he's such a handsome guy. Pierce and Boston. he's so cool on screen, man. He's yeah. just The whole time he's just got his grip, his hands are gripped on the steering wheel. And there's one bit where he kind of grins. But there's a bit where. You love Piers was don't he, you? Put, yeah, I do, he's good, man. And there's a bit where he kind of pulls into some kind of, uh, I don't know what the term is, but like almost a canal looking bit. Do you know what I mean? But he kind of he, but he goes around a corner, basically. Canals yeah. out of corners, don't have corners today, famously. <laughs> 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 but he kind of he goes around really fast and he splashes these traffic wardens. Like, it's hilarious, <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> Um, and then he ends up at the are millen- you sure you didn't watch John English and <laughs> Rowan Atkinson just looks uh, looking really hot this day he ends up at the Millennium Dome yeah still under construction right because right, yeah. it's shot in 99 and uh, and he ends up on the roof of it yeah chasing this woman
1: he's not in a, a vehicle at this point no he ends right. up there kind of uh, he's not on the roof of the Millennium but Dome but she is
0: in an air balloon there. what and he climbs up he climbs up this air balloon like he climbs up the rope yeah she shoots someone to get their air balloon off him you know, because there was air balloons waiting by the side of the Millennium <laughs> Dome. But it was, though, Steve, wasn't it? In That's that, what Glenn was doing. Glenn,
1: Glenn was a balloon wrangler, was not he? That was his, uh, that was his
0: uh, job title. And uh, so, yeah, he climbs up it and... Uh, oh, no, he's not hit the roof yet. He climbs up it and basically... I don't know what he's trying to get off her, but she blows up the air balloon. So the air balloon, massive air balloon destruction. He ends up on the roof of the Millennium Dome. Brilliant opening sequence. And before that, right... Does he slide down it? Because it was... This guy's done it, yeah. Does he? Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, glad I, uh...
0: But before that, there's a great... Um, the opening sequence before it's brilliant as well. He's kind of goes into this room with this guy and he ends up like nicking the case off this guy and sort of diving out the window but using the guy as like a weight. Do you know how I mean? He ties the guy yeah, up yeah. and he kind of just like pulls out and he ends up on the pavement ab abseils down the side of the building and just lets go and just kind of walks off with his case. I went to see uh,
1: Mission Impossible 4 Ghost Protocol recently and about four minutes into the film I leaned over I went to it with Jim at uh, Peckham Premier so there's a South London link um, Mid- Midnight
0: Video's Jim Hall very Midnight Video's
1: iTunes. very own Jim Hall co-host with Midnight dot uh, video.com at Midnight Video on uh, Twitter as well um, and about four minutes to, uh to South so London's film. premier uh, film podcast Phil lives uh, north doesn't he but he works south so we'll yeah. allow it we'll allow it um yeah, about four minutes into the film, I leaned over to Jim, and I was like, this is brilliant. And I thought to myself, why do I ever watch any film that isn't ridiculous espionage films? They're the best, aren't they? If, well, if well, well, I'm going to stop you there, Steve. No, mate. I know I'm wrong. Mission Impossible I'm wrong.
0: 2, rubbish, yeah. Mission Impossible, <sighs> overrated. Mission Impossible 3, I don't, I don't know if I've even seen it. Mission Impossible 4, right? Yeah. Directed by Brad Bird, who yeah. made the greatest animated film I've ever made. Um, arguably. A film that I put in my top ten films of the decade as well... The Incredibles. Yeah. Good film. So that might be key to it. SB- I know what you mean. On paper... Like SB- the SB- films. Should be better than anything, The Bourne films.
1: It? I watch the Bourne films. And it's just these uh,
0: people doing ridiculous, impossible things. When you mentioned Bourne a minute ago... I had a brainwave for an episode, Steve. Yeah. South London train stations on screen. Just make it happen, man. Send in your suggestions. If you know of any uh, films shot in South London train stations... I'm thinking of the scene with uh, Paddy Considine in the in Waterloo Station, which is brilliant. That's in the second film, isn't it?
1: That is in the second one. We've also got a name for this. I offered this to Catherine for her. She was going to do a blog about films, uh, and I said, "Do it about films in London, set around train stations." It doesn't have to be set in train stations, but use the 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 the, uh, the Tube map as a place to to locate films and talk about films at Each. And I said to her what the blog should be called, and we're going to nick it because she's not doing it now, so we'll have it. Tracking shots bang brilliant that's what, that's what I bring to the table tracking shots that's tracking good. shots it's everything there isn't it works on a number of levels don't oh, get me slightly on levels but yeah that'll be uh, something for the future because we've just decided now but yeah um, espionage films just nonsense but wonderful that's what I'm looking for
0: probably wait for uh... police sirens <laughs> I, mean, people, I wonder if people can hear that we're recording that at your house again Steve <laughs> two doorbells none of them work <laughs> <laughs> what
1: Again, I feel need to defend uh, my house. The, the, the uh, buzzer downstairs works. Yeah, but why have you got two doorbells? In oh, the- outside the front of the. Yeah. I didn't put them in. What well, What was your. You sub- didn't take
0: them out either. Well, stuff.
1: also, what happened when they didn't work? I don't know, I knocked probably. Yeah, and what happened there? You opened the door? It's almost like it wasn't a problem. It's almost <laughs> like it's not an issue. <laughs> oh, well. It's almost like we worked around it. It's fine,
0: isn't it? You say, Steve, Vauxhall isn't a place you pass through, but it is quite convenient for me as a place to meet people. And I met my friend Jamie there the other day. Sound uh, man for the Maccabees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he previously Duffy, so... Yeah. Knows how to uh, twiddle the knobs. But, yeah, really convenient for me to meet. You know, one bus there. And I thought, there's got to be some nice restaurants around. And stumbled across maratti yeah, as in Massimo. Oh, is it actually his? No, not, oh, right. not related to the Inter Chairman. I don't think I was anyway. say, that would be uh... really nice. Under the Arches, just a few doors down from Chariot. And uh, on the address is Albert Embankment. And uh, yeah, man, it's under the Arches. So the first, while we were waiting for our drinks, the chandeliers did rattle when a train went past. That's not much, nice though, isn't it? I'd like that, I think. Well, I've, it kind of uh, invoked uh, Brad Pitt's house in Seven. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Italian food, really nice, man. I'm a fan. Generally, I recommend it, man. Yeah, expensive? Sounds expensive. It, well, I'm probably
1: thinking of Eximirati, and I'm equating his uh, large spending ah, ah, in the '90s and the early yeah. uh, 21st century with uh, the menu at this restaurant, which was is probably a, entirely unrelated. There
0: was a point where he spent £650 million pounds and hadn't won anything. Yeah,
1: yeah. But, you know, ne- it's always next year, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: well, eventually Juventus got busted for uh, fixing referees, and yeah. he won loads of stuff. Yeah. Then Juventus came back up, and uh, now they're not even going to get a Champions League. <laughs> so. Restaurant prices. So not cheap, right? I came out spending, I mean I don't drink right, so how much I spend in restaurants is always less than what they put on kind of uh, review websites as an average price. But I think I spent about, we spent about £18 each. So, you know, but but the portions were like bigger than restaurant portions. Did you, what do you get, start around main? or? Yeah, the massive mushroom to start filled with gorgonzola, well nice. I
1: was going to say, because if it was just a massive mushroom, you go, I don't get how, big, how nice that massive mushroom is, how big it is. I Easter.
0: don't know, man. A mushroom on its own, man. It's the I mushroom. love mushrooms, man.
1: You're an easy mushroom. You know when for, you're a uh, kid
0: and you think mushrooms are horrible? Oh, I
1: really... don't enjoy mushrooms,
0: no. Oh, you never grew up? I... <laughs> Peter Pan syndrome. <laughs> I'm
1: the <a> Peter pan a <laughs> I, I, Can he, I enjoy mushrooms, like, in... If I have a spaghetti and a mushroom... Strong stroganoff. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. In a stew or something, but, um, yeah. Mushrooms... And, it, it, and the, other, the flip side to that as well, if the mushroom isn't there, I'm not missing it.
0: I will always have a prawn or a mushroom starter. It's like breaded mushrooms, you see that as a starter, oh, and I'm like. Oh, just,
1: deep fried. Yeah, yeah, baby. I always just think it's a rip off. No. I'll, I'll I don't have I'm a mind. deep
0: fryer at home, that's the, that's the main thing, isn't it? A deep fryer, I, mean, I don't have a deep fryer. And no. I had a calzone as a main. It was huge, man. It didn't fit on the plate. Calzones are wicked, didn't they? It was like A3. <laughs> yeah it was great man and uh, yeah Jamie he had a massive bowl of pasta it was huge did he like, have a start I can't really them, man soup I think he had a really I, think, I See, think he had a soup he really enjoyed if
1: you're a professional restaurant reviewer you go with someone else so you can have
0: two, two, two different things you make notes of everything I it? know you do normally yeah when we did a new cross episode Steve I'm still working my way through it yeah but comprehensive restaurant guide coming up Folks went to um, Rayner the other day. Oh yeah, just quite close to New Cross Station. That's owned by the Liverpool goalkeeper. Yeah, Pe- uh, Pepe. Delicious, really nice Turkish place, man. Huge portions as well, too big if anything. But more on that when we cover New Cross in the coming months. Probably get Lakeisha about that, won't we? In response uh, to uh, <laughs> it's the demand of
1: the public. It's chicken. what the people want. Yeah, I suppose. Hashtag more Lakeisha innit not it?
0: you'll be gone by then or I'll be gone I've got 24 hour home. <laughs> what I'm trying to do Steve is fashion a day out for people in Vauxhall right? the Pleasure Garden's gone they're not coming for the bus carriage We I really mean, can get off there <laughs> but yeah grab yourself a pizza at Moratti and really nice walk on the Albert Embankment
1: it is, it is yeah. That's it's a fair. really
0: nice park,, you yeah. know because it's so busy around like the South Bank yeah and you know up Bankside and all that but that bit is so as we were saying about it being so, re- so heavily residential it's a bit desolate really yeah and it's nice like that you know you have a nice walk up to Battersea I suppose you know kind of facing Pimlico on the other side and stuff really on a hot day now it's a nice stretch to walk on I say me and Joel uh,
1: took a wander we met up um, at Westminster Bridge and basically we walked along the Thames and our thing was as we walked along every time we got to a bridge we crossed it and then walked along and every time we got to Bridge it's so we sort of zig across and then walked back the other way. So we walked like the length of the river. Sort of, oh, yeah, from sort of Westminster up to uh, a bit further along that. And then and back again. But we covered that particular stretch and it was, nice. it was nice.
0: I've got a note here on when it was built, the Albert and Embankment and the Architects, but it's in no way interesting, is it? <laughs> Queen Victoria built it for her dude. <laughs> also, right you got Vauxhall City Farm which I think I went there as a kid I'm, I'm, I'm a vague recollection yeah it? I think I went there on a school trip but I've already been to one farm for this podcast <laughs> I'm not going to another and one and that was one too many for you weren't it it was I hate animals <laughs> unless they're stuffed into a mushroom <laughs> <laughs> A Billy Byrne do you think you should oh everyone is laughing I think we're done with Vauxhall Steve
1: and the thing is, in lieu, a lot of podcasts traditionally will sort of sign off and people know that the show's finished and to switch off and do other things. In a way, your singing will get people to switch off on it. The so...
0: more you ignore me, the closer I get. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: vibrato that you're bringing into it is uh, it's interesting. It's gruff vibrato.
0: If you're interested in my Morrissey covers album, a cappella it is.
1: Yeah, we're available for afternoon speaking. Jack's also available as... Uh, well, actually, you've got... It's not really Morrissey. It's like a collapsed Morrissey haircut at the moment. You could Morrissey.
0: probably... Yeah. www.southlondonhardcore.com Twitter at SLHC Podcast. We're on Facebook also. Subscribe on iTunes. You got a BlackBerry? We're on the BlackBerry Podcast app. so we? Download us from there directly, yeah.
1: All right, How's that happen? You did say
0: Yeah, man. Registered it isn't it? Nice. I mean, if people are wondering how it breaks down, Steve, I do all the technical work, don't I? Yeah. And by technical, that sometimes just involves me Googling. (laughs) And you uh, do all the research, man.
1: Yeah. I'm supposedly in charge of the Twitter account, but I'm um, quite rubbish. No, you do. I do what I can, but I'm not... Well you don't do what you can That's
0: not <laughs> <laughs> Find
1: grand. middle ground I do, I, I do what I do <laughs> I think we can all Agree on that um, In terms of uh, Twitter in particular We've had um, Obviously a lot of New followers Since our Brickson episode We had a big
0: response To the Brickson episode Yeah we would like to thank uh, everyone Who got in touch light, yeah.
1: And supported it um, There will be more location You can't kill that girl down You've, you've so tried You've tried <laughs> Um but yeah, we've got some nice uh, comments on uh, Twitter as well. Um, and they're all very much appreciated. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, keep mentioning us, man. If you want to mention us on your South London blogs, do. Even North
1: London blogs. If you want to, you know, let people know in North London why South London's is bad, use us
0: as a... Don't mention know. us on West London blogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Keep us out of there.